I thought Goodnight Liberty would have been a good name for it, but they thought that sounded too This is Good, good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Mr. Charles, how you doing today? We record everything live. And we do it live. In Music City. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're listening live. Every now we and record then, it live. I forget that we live in Music City. It is Music City. We should yeah. be recording things in here. Ah, I got a guitar over here. Yeah. Believe it or not, Nate and I used to do music, and we gave that dream up uh, for this dream. Yeah. That we're about to give up on. When are we going to give this one up, you think? (laughs) Oh, man, we can't do that. We're on the radio now. Yeah, that's right. We're like 150 radio stations. Mm -hmm. You can't give up now. I I mean, you're on probably more radio stations. You were playing music. You still gave that up. But, you know, what are you going to do? But yeah, that's why we came down to Nashville in the first place and just ended up staying here because why would you go back to communist Illinois? There's no reason to go back to Illinois unless you care about your family. I don't ever go back. So I I go up to Illinois. When's the last time you were in Illinois? uh, The last time they allowed me to have a weapon there. (laughs) So I still go. I got pulled over one time and showed my gun to a cop in Illinois. And uh, he, he, he went through it. That's because your uncle's the judge. <laughs> not not in Williamson <laughs> County or wherever I was. He was just a cool guy. Got a good Second Amendment guy, constitutional police officer. Yeah. So, hey, if, by the way, the the Fed, the live the Fed Haters Club, the, the, you know the thing. You know the thing. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Fed Haters Club, which is also they join us live, um, actual live. Yeah, which you could go, which you could do if you wanted to, if yeah. you could understand what I'm saying yeah, right yeah. I'm, I'm trying I, my hardest right now. I just developed understand. a stutter. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. You should run for president. I should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, somebody check on me right now. Maybe I'm stroking out Oh, from all the stress that how's, I'm under. How's your head? Can you it's, feel your face? It's fine. What I'm trying to say is the live group mentioned the Fed Haters Club, which you could join by going to joingml.com, that we should do a, a, a musical concert for mm. them. Okay. Show, mm. which we did a couple weeks ago. Kind of, yeah. Nate played some Get Fiddle, and, and mm-hmm. I attempted to sing out of tune, which I accomplished. You did. You, you succeeded at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, just maybe, we might do another show, a musical show at we some point. Just for the Fed Haters Club. Just for Fed Haters mm-hmm. Club. We need requests. I can learn yeah. some songs. Yeah. Not, not, fr- uh, not Freebird, though. No. God, don't do that. We'll do Stairway to Heaven, though. We can do that one. That's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can already play that one. Okay. This is uh, the day of the week where we do our nightly show called Liberty at Night, not our name of our podcast, which is Good Morning Liberty by day. Nate and Charlie are Good Morning Liberty by night. We are Liberty at Night with Nate and Charlie on the Free Talk Live Network, brought to you by Dash. And the digital cash. Sorry, that is in the next segment. That and, ad, not this one. And Good Morning Liberty. And Good Morning Liberty. In the okay. Morning. So we got a few things that to. We, uh, sometimes in the afternoon. It depends. Depends on where you are but in the world. Here's the thing Liberty doesn't sleep. Mm-mm. Doesn't matter if it's in the it's if in the morning. No. If it's in the afternoons, that's what my grandpappy always said to me. Yeah. Was Liberty once and for all until death do us part. Exactly. I, that my granddad said the same thing. That's why we that's do the crazy. show together. Yeah, 
I wanted to talk about this thing going on in California. And uh, it's it wasn't originally something I really cared to talk about because I don't care about California. I've, I've, I've all but written it off. And actually, I've written it off. I don't they really cured care. homelessness. They cured homelessness. And that's mm -hmm. what we were going to talk about. It's a... It's a tricky conversation to have because what do you do with people who don't have a home to go to and a safe place to shoot up heroin, you know? And so typically they just hang out on the street, you know, just kind of lay, lay over there on this cardboard and poop over there on this tent. And uh, that's, that's just kind of their thing. But they've got, uh, they've got Xi Jinping coming in, as well as like 20,000 business leaders from around the world coming in for this conference that they're having. And California decided that they needed to clean their room. All right. Now, it looks like they're setting up for the F1 formula race. <laughs> it kind of does look like that. Yeah. In Vegas. I assume it's just for the cars to travel safely through the, uh, through the streets for when the homeless population inevitably comes back with their signs that they're all sharing. Yeah, they're always sharing signs. Once I found that out, I stopped giving people money. I'm like, it's like at that point it became their fault that they were homeless before I would give them money. And then I real I saw people sharing the same sign on the street street corner by my house. And it was like, you know, I got three kids. What do you mean by sharing? They use the same sign with like, I'm a vet with three kids oh, and blah, take, blah, blah. But they're doing shift work. The sign belongs to that street corner. And whichever street corner person working that day holds that sign about their sob story. In my neighborhood, anyway. So the sign stays there. That belongs to the property of that corner that they stay on. And whoever... So these are your neighbors. Whoever won the homeless fight that morning for the, who was going to stand there is the one that gets to hold that exact same sign. And once I realized that the story was BS and that this was some kind of game they were running well, to buy more crack cocaine, yeah, then I stopped giving them money. It's probably a large corporation that owns the sign that rents <laughs> the sign out. This is from Big Sign. <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah. I got you. It's a, it's a profit game. Okay. <laughs> it is. All right. You me. haven't heard of the sign renting business? <laughs> no, I haven't, but we oh. need to start one for sure. <laughs> I can come up with way better signs. Okay. And you just take a percentage of the profits. That's the rent. <laughs> We're doing great with filler today, by the way. <laughs> Here I was worried about how much time we were going to take talking about this stuff. And it's seven minutes in. We haven't even started talking about it yet. Yeah. That's pretty good. What else is San Francisco known for, Nate? <laughs> the, uh, uh, homeless people. Homeless ah, okay. signs and pooping on the street. That's yeah. what it is. The Los Angeles Times uh, quote here. They're clearing out the homeless people. San Francisco gets ready for the arrival of world leaders. Of course, Gavin Newsom, he wants and to... by leaders... They mean authoritarian mm -hmm. communist people who I did see this interesting meme, you know, that there's this Uyghur Muslim population that's uh, being very much mistreated over there in China, like a whole bunch of them in like prison camps and stuff. And you don't really see all the free Palestine people out there protesting about this all the time. What you really see is a lot of people talking about Palestine. It is an interesting contradiction there, or at least a little bit of hypocrisy, where you pick one thing that you're going to care about and another thing that you're not going to care about based on the ideology of the people that are perpetrating whatever the human rights violations are. Anyway, San Francisco has cleaned up its homelessness in preparation for a visit from Chinese President Xi Jinping scheduled for this week. The cleanup of the city comes after Gavin Newsom visited China 
last month, they showed him the same fake streets. And so he was like, I need to clean up my fake streets. The cleanup included a power washing and scrubbing of the city streets and the removal of most of the city's homeless camps, according to KTVU. We're going to play an interesting clip here, but Gavin Newsom had some Newsom had some funny things to say. APEC refers to the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, which, which will host an expected 20,000 CEOs and heads of state in the city this week. San Francisco Mayor London Breed has argued that the conference will bring in almost $53 million, which could revitalize the city's economy. Quote, tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. I don't... I don't know who does tourism in San Francisco. I get it. There's a bridge that's kind of cool to look at sometimes, but is it worth the murder? That's what I want to know. I've been in San Francisco a couple times, and the first time I was there, I got robbed. In the first 45 minutes, I got robbed. Mm-hmm. We were there on tour. and Here's one the of- thing, though. Robberies <clears throat> do surround you. That's true. I you brought it on my... It's probably what I was wearing. Seem to be... Yeah. In the vicinity of a lot of robberies. That's true. Yeah. Are you alleging that I committed the robbery? No, because okay. on camera, it wasn't you. It was somebody no, else. It's but always I'm just someone else. Did you check to see that, if I knew the person? This here's the thing. insurance fraud scheme. Let's just say anecdotally, the times that I've been stolen from, that I've had things broken into or taken off of my property, <laughs> Nate was around. For like all of them. Mm-hmm. So do you invite these people? You're not doing it because I didn't catch you, but are you inviting these people? I'm not sure. Now, I didn't. Do you give off that aura of like, you can steal from me and I won't oh, do anything about it? People see me and they're like, look at that guy. Yeah. He must have some nice things. I'm going to rob that guy. Yeah. No, um, I didn't get robbed that last time. But, but I look had, at that guy. He's not going to hurt anybody. I have been robbed six <laughs> times in the past of, and I'm not just talking about someone just grabbed my wallet or whatever. I'm talking about thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I've been robbed mm-hmm. six times. Which is why you're homeless now. And, yeah, that's why I don't have anything, because I'm a victim, okay? <laughs> Xi's visit to California comes amid rumblings that Newsom could launch a last-minute entry into the 2024 presidential race. Who this would is, have guessed that? This is from the Washington Examiner, so a little bit more rightly. As some Democrats have expressed concern, that President Joe Biden could not live all the way until re-election. Recent polls have shown former President Donald Trump beating Biden in a hypothetical rematch. Though some have speculated Newsom is running a shadow campaign for 2024, the California governor has denied that his eyes are on the White House prize next year. Stating it is time to move on from the speculation of someone besides Biden being the Democratic nominee. Now, let's watch a couple videos. Let me tell you why I ended up finding this interesting. Um, you got the quotes from, from Gavin Newsom. They asked him, like, are you just doing this? Like, it seems like you're doing this because the uh, dictator of China is coming over here and because all these people are coming. Because before, people were pooing on the streets <laughs> and robbing people and shooting up heroin, and you didn't seem to care all that much about it. And now, all of a sudden, the city is nice and clean. It seems like maybe that's why you're doing it. And, of course... What did he have to say? I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. <laughs> but it's- it is. Yes, actually, that is why yeah. we're cleaning up the city because all these fancy leaders are coming into town. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, some people didn't take kind of like how in North Korea, you know, they put the fat kids. I, it, it reminded me of that movie, The Interview, yeah. where they take him through the little fake town square and you got the grocery store with the fat kids standing outside yeah. waving at him. Like, it's that kind of thing. What's that called? A Potemkin village, I think, is uh, I might have screwed up that word, but that word is sticking out. Now, people were upset about that quote from Newsom. I don't know why he was telling the truth, I guess. And so he fact check true doubled down on why it was important for them to clean it up. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know, you, you have people over your house, you're going to clean up the house. You have 21 world leaders, you got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, what an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. Okay, just, just without, like, the, without yes. the dirty. Yes, that is what we're doing. So if you live in San Francisco, maybe that kind of upset you a little bit. Or if you live in California, maybe that kind of upset you just a little bit. I saw this news clip going around of a couple minutes from What do they Fox. do with them, by the way? I, that's what I I'm wondering. I'm not sure. Put them on trains to a nicer place, I'm sure. <laughs> I think they just push them out of the areas where, like they've mapped out where people are going to be going for this conference and they've put those fences up and all that stuff. And basically they looked at the map of where people are going to be driving and going and they just kind of push people out from there, you know, like Palestinians, like they just kind of pushed them away <laughs> yeah. from the area. So uh, let's watch this news clip and we'll talk about why I found this to be something worth talking about today. Yes, that's right. The summit is expected to bring in $53 million, filling hotel rooms, bringing big business. And the city did tidy up for Dreamforce, but this cleanup is much more extensive. While San Francisco is in the spotlight for the Asia-Pacific Economic Conference, city leaders are making sure the city shines. Tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. The city had gotten a little bit dingy over time. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like. It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Having been a longtime resident in the Bay Area, you just naturally start to wonder of like houseless folks being displaced. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown. And the Webster Street Pedestrian Bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town next week. Some people say this should be how it's always done. What about the people who are here year-round, you know, and like local, hardworking, working-class Bay Area folks. Others welcome the cleanup. Anything that brings in uh, a positive look on the city of San Francisco is great. We will continue to do everything we can to maintain cleanliness in our streets. And city officials... <sighs> okay, so the most important thing I saw in there, other than the feather in that guy's cap, mm -hmm. the, the little pink feather sticking out from yep. the dude that was uh, that was happy about it was the guy that said, what about the people who live here all the time? You know, there are people who live here. They pay taxes here. They pay taxes to California, to working San Francisco. Class, San work, working class people going to work all the time. And apparently it, 
that w- never mattered enough for them to go about this massive cleanup thing. Like this is just them cleaning up so they look good when a bunch of world leaders come into town. But what about all the taxpayers that are there? They have no, the problem is they don't have any incentive to do it. Why would you do that? They're, they're kind of stuck there, you know, tough to, tough to move. Maybe they already got a place or whatever. I mean, you can, I'm sure you can move and sell a place for a bunch of money or whatever, but you know, you're just going to keep paying in to the taxes, keeping the status quo, probably always going to be Democrats and stuff like that. Like, why would you, why would you do anything? You don't need to, you know? Exactly. And so that, that brought to light to me, the incentives of the government that they have, that this is what it took. What it took was a communist dictatorship sending their leader uh, to your city for you to decide to clean it up and make it look good. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that was the incentive process. And it's a a little bit ironic that it did take a commie coming to town for them to decide to use the people's money to clean up the town. (laughs) That's not lost on me. Well, and it's the $53 million they expect. You and you, I mean, the guy, one guy brought up a good point, which is like, (coughs) they want to keep the tourist dollars coming back. Mm -hmm. So you want to make a good impression on people that are maybe coming from overseas that when they come again, that they'll, or they come to the United States again, they'll want to come to San Francisco again. Yeah. One One of the main things you want to do there though, is make it a safe city, you know? And this whole thing of them not prosecuting people who are stealing, you know, you're taking property theft under a, whatever it is, a thousand dollars or whatever the number is. To me, that has a lot bigger weight on why people wouldn't want to go to San Francisco. Cause like, look, I can, <laughs> I can look, stop coughing, please. Okay. No more coughing. I'm trying my okay, best. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it's like, see, now your coughing made me lose my train of thought. I think it's the crime that really keeps people away from Like, that's what I think about. I can handle a little bit of poo on the streets, okay? And I'm not going to just accidentally shoot up heroin or anything. And and that's fine. But it's thinking that you're just going to get robbed and assaulted maybe while you're walking down the street. That's a big thing. And that's a problem that they're not actually fixing. If they want to actually fix their tourism problem, I think, yes, it's a mixture of poo and of... Uh, actually arresting and prosecuting people who steal property from other people. So I don't know. What, why is that me right now? Oh man, I'm ready for, I'm, I'm ready for the boys to start back, by the way. Anyone watch that uh, spinoff that they did with the younger Jin, whatever? I can't remember what it was called. Hey, did you see that one? Nope. Okay. Anyway, it's got like another group. They're trying to spin it off to, to the Gen Z kids. Yeah. And uh, I didn't watch it. You know, another so, thing that we covered... Gen V. There you go. Another thing we covered not that long ago was... Them, boys. Was them giving... <laughs> what was it, about $100,000 per tent? I don't know what the that, number is. It's that ridiculous. they were going to improve Tent City? It's like, let's just say 50000 to to 100000 somewhere between that number yeah. per tent mm-hmm. that it is. Yeah. <sighs> it's just... Yeah. It's just interesting. And then here's the other... Thing is Gavin Newsom is able to stand in front of a microphone and be so brazen mm-hmm. and in your face and be like, it's true because it is true. Yeah. 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 We don't care <laughs> about you until now. And it's fine. Cause you're still going to elect me. I was the guy who was caught not wearing a mask at a <laughs> dinner party. Yeah. Even though I told all of you, even though I told basically for them to arrest you, if you didn't have your mask on. So I can be a, like, 
I can be a hypocrite. And guess what? I won the last election still. So what are you going to do about it? I'm, I'm untouchable. Do you think that's the way these people think? Do you think that people actually fall and for, they're not wrong. No, they're not. He knows he can say that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? He's going to get voted again. <laughs> I don't know if he can. Maybe two terms. Oh, I don't it? know how long. Uh, I don't know how long he's been in there. This what guy the rules will probably are in California. be president. So I think he has a, I think Look he'll definitely it. run for president in the future. He's got the looks. He's got the fake speaking style down. And he's got some, the charisma. Some people just eat this right up. Like I've even talked to people who are more conservatives. They're like, oh, you know, Gavin Newsom, he's kind of likable guy. Like yeah, if you like, if you like the Antichrist, <laughs> sure. He's a likable yeah. guy. No, no, I don't find him likable at all. See right through that mess. He's so fake. He's got to be a cyborg of some kind. Okay, let's move on to the following conversation. Speaking of the presidential election, <clears throat> I got to tell you, the Democrats are clearly, clearly getting very worried about Donald Trump being the nominee, and they are getting very worried about him potentially beating Joe Biden. I think some people are worried about him beating Joe Biden. I don't think everyone is, uh, but I think some some people, I think, would actually like for Trump to win again because the left just got crazy AF after Trump's first term. And I think a lot of people inside the Democratic Party are like, oh, you know, actually, this could be pretty good for us. It's going to rile up the base and get them out there voting again. It's going to so help us. So now he's Hitler again? He's Hitler once again, yeah. Mm. He's officially Hitler. We played the clip on Dumb Leap of the, of the Week, which actually people will hear later on on tonight's uh, segments, of course. I mean, we're going to play the clip of Hillary Clinton comparing him to Hitler and talking about how Hitler was duly elected. And I noticed kind of the same thing come out from several news publications today, like this one from the Washington Post, that says, I'm starting to think Donald Trump is sounding like Hitler on purpose. And then I saw another one from Salon that said, Trump threatens to handle the vermin. MAGA has got a hold of the Nazi playbook. <laughs> and then I got another one here from MSNBC. There were quite a few today all talking about how Trump was just doubling down on Hitler, on being Hitler. And uh, this one from MSNBC is uh, entitled Trump's Vermin Talk Creates a Test for the GOP, which it is failing. Uh, it was early last month when Donald Trump used anti-immigrant rhetoric he hadn't used before, telling a conservative outlet that undocumented immigration is, quote, poisoning the blood of our country. A New York Times, now I need to look up that quote and see, because they also said that he said that immigrants were murderers and rapists, and he was talking about, <clears throat> just people from Mexico. Like there's a lot of other immigrants. <laughs> no, no. He was uh he was talking about cartel people, you know. No, um, he was just he was being xenophobic. And so name. I don't I don't know the direct quote or what the context was. I'm not putting it past him or anything, but uh, allegedly he said poisoning the blood of our country. A New York Times report noted That kind of sounds like something Biden said though. <laughs> poisoning the fruit of the trees of the liberty of that's you, watered of you, of you know the thing of that's watered by the patriots of blood the blood of yeah mm -hmm. you know the thing isn't that what biden said <clears throat> exactly like that <laughs> the exact words right you probably said it better than he did <laughs> i bet that's why i don't recognize the quote directly <laughs> a new york times report noted soon after that the language echoed quote white supremacy and the racial hatreds of adolf hitler 
Now, if he did literally just come out and say that immigration is poisoning the blood of our country, okay, I disagree with that. I happen to think immigrants are just fine and dandy. Thank you. I got no, I got no problems with immigrants. If they don't exactly love the constitution or whatever, that's fine. We should have a system set up, an incentive system set up where you got to work hard to get ahead in life and our government set up to where it can't get too tyrannical. And so we don't have to start worrying out, worrying about specific people coming from different countries ruining our country because we should be set up as a nation that can withstand that kind of thing and be set up as a nation that if you're not someone who's going to work hard and earn your living, and uh, if you're not someone who's going to want a constitutional government or a limited government, that you don't want to come to America. You just go somewhere else. And so that's actually jobs that people and the government need to be fixing or that voters need to be fixing, like holding their Congress people accountable when they do stupid stuff, and you can actually fix the incentive system in the country without having to worry about these immigrants coming across the border doing bad things. Because then it would be a meritocracy. Mm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But and that's that's, uh, that's, that's uh, not exactly what we have. Still kind of, you know. More recently, Trump has vowed to root out Marxists and communists. Was this in his uh, the American Academy speech? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's talking about getting rid of woke and... Now, this was in his new book, Mind Trump. Uh, a Washington Post analysis noted the idea that the German, <laughs> the idea that the German government was being haplessly overtaken by Marxists and those who must be rooted out, as Trump has suggested, is happening in the United States. Also, of course, through Hitler's commentary. Hitler talked a lot more, like a lot about Jews. I know they did talk about Marxists as well, but I do want to come out and say, I don't think that talking bad about Marxists just immediately deserves a comparison to Hitler. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people actually, that don't like Marxists. Yeah. Okay. And Hitler was a Marxist. First off, he was just a uh, racist Marxist. He didn't like <laughs> Stalin's. No. Stalinists. No, no. He just I mean, he liked them in the beginning. Yeah. Because they kind of worked together a little bit, but then, you know, Germany ended up attacking Russia, so. Okay, but it was the Republicans' Veterans Day message in which he condemned some Americans as, quote, vermin with, within the confines of our country that was the least subtle of all. Ruth Ben-Gat. Ben-Yet? Yeah, sure. A NYU historian told the Post that, quote, calling people vermin was used effectively by Hitler and Mussolini to dehumanize people and encourage their followers to engage in violence. And so if you call people vermin, uh, then that's, what is it that Hillary Clinton called Republicans? Someone in the chat can tell us pretty Deplorable? quickly. Deplorables. Yeah, that's not as bad of a word as vermin. No. You know, uh, but. I, Vermin's like a rat, you know, like. But listen, it all depends on how you're going to do it. Like you could root out Marxism by setting up the incentive structure in the country that leads to that true meritocracy, you know, and eventually try to fight against that ideology and get rid of all the government schooling or at least open up everyone to homeschooling and charter schools and all that kind of stuff, uh, private schooling, and eventually root out that ideology by having the, the better ideology went out. Or you can like root them out and round them all up and fire them from their jobs and put them on trains and send them to California and all that kind of stuff. Fire them from a squad. Yeah. You can, 
with a squat. Also, yeah. I, also, <clears throat> I mean, well, like you mentioned, deplorable, but also, I mean, what do you think it does when you call people, you know, right wing extremist, yeah. domestic terrorist extremist? You know, like white what do, supremacist. What do you do with a? Do you do, don't expect people to get on the defensive? Is, is terrorist a bad word to call someone? Yeah, kind of a bad word to call someone. So, like when you refer, but I guess to, it doesn't dehumanize like, them because you know terrorists are humans. I guess, and and vermin, as you said, are like uh, rats, rats or something. <laughs> rats. Smell it. I don't know. Marxist vermin. I kind of agree with the comparison. Press for a response. The former president's political operation came up with a doozy. The New York Times reported on Team Trump's discomfort with those noting the Nazi parallels. Here's a quote from Team Trump. Those who try to make that ridiculous assertion are clearly snowflakes grasping for anything because they are suffering from Trump derangement syndrome. A campaign spokesman said, and their sad, miserable existence will be crushed when President Trump returns to the White House. <laughs> crushed beneath his boot. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not... Yeah how they meant it. His German boot. Really at all. Yeah. It's all in mind, Trump, man. You gotta, <laughs> you just gotta read it sometime. I, uh, and, and at the time when these same people are supporting Hamas, they're calling yeah, Trump I know, Hitler. I know. This, it is weird. <laughs> it is really weird. But, you have to give it to them. They're good. And like, they're good. They're, they're gaslighting and projection that comes out in the form of media mm-hmm. is really good for their base. Yeah. I mean, People eat this, eat this up. <laughs> Thank you. you know? Thank you for not giving me something to remember the fine later I on. I appreciate People it. People eat this <laughs> up, man. Democratic representative Doggett or Doge of Texas <laughs> noted, quote, even worse than Trump stealing. Sounds talk- like a MAGA guy. <laughs> yeah. Even worse than Trump stealing talking points from history's worst tyrants is the crushing GOP silence. So the GOP is not coming out. And silence saying, is violence, man. Mm-hmm. Now silence that, is violence. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes talking is violence. Other times not talking is violence. It depends on the situation. It's an important point. As Rachel explained on last night's show, I don't know who Rachel, oh, Maddow, probably this is an MSNBC article. There's no bar association that can pull Trump's law license or media outlet that can cancel his program, but there is an institution that could intervene as Trump embraces the rhetoric of authoritarians and notorious fascists like Hitler. But they can don the hammer and sickle flag. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's another thing. And praise Marx. So wild to me. There is no reason that it should be easier to put a ham. Now, you can put whatever. I think that you should be free to put a swastika in your profile name, just like people should be free to put a hammer and sickle in their profile. That way, I we, morally disagree with no, both. It's but. easier to put them on a list that way. Okay. And so I think people should be free to do that. But people can just put a hammer and sickle on their profile, and no one looks at them as a murderer. Or anything. They don't lose their job. No. No. In fact, but, they probably get promoted. But can you imagine like you've put in a swastika in your pro you ever see someone with a swastika in their profile name on Twitter? Like you see the hammer and sickles? No, I've never seen one before. No. I'm sure it exists, but I've never seen it. So that it, that's a weird thing to me. To be clear, that's not because we like Nazis. That's because uh Marxism and Stalinism and all that was uh worse still. Doesn't mean Hitler Let's wasn't say bad. At least equally as bad. Yes. 
equally as bad. Probably worse. And if you're going by death toll, just by sheer numbers of dead, innocent people, Marxism's way, way worse. Communism's way worse. Mm. Okay. So I guess it was the most efficient if your goal was killing people. But at least it was for a good cause. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, second to last paragraph. To be fair, a handful of party voices like Liz Cheney and RNC chair Michael Steele, for example, showed no qualms about condemning Trump's elimination of this rhetoric, but the public saw no similar pushback from the party's presidential candidates or Republican lawmakers. The less the party defends American principles, the more complicit Republicans become as Trump tries to replace those principles with something dangerous. Dangerous Trump. So Look, I, as a guy who never voted for Trump and probably won't, yeah. Ever Unless he's in guy. prison. Like you've set one rule. Yeah, if he, he's in prison, you're going to go to prison. Yeah. I'll probably vote for him. <laughs> you know, because then it's on principle. You got to stand up for somebody who's being politically imprisoned. Can we talk about it? Oh, sorry. You were just No, I was just going to say, as someone who's probably would never vote for the guy and never did vote for the guy, it's just this type of stuff is so infuriating. It's like tr- Trump, I feel like, could be easily beaten on like the merits of policy and him not being a real Republican. Like they could just be making arguments against his yes, policies. Against the fact that he's not yeah. actually a conservative. Mm-hmm. You could probably speak to the conservatives or at least the people in the middle mm-hmm. who lean conservative and be like, look, but instead what you see to me, this type of stuff, because I feel like a lot of people can read through it, especially people in the middle. They're like, they're like Trump, Hitler. What? Like I the, hope. I hope a lot of people are like that. Like that doesn't make any sense. Can we talk about the weird nature of their calling him Hitler and you just said that you'd vote for him if he's in prison, leading to the fact that he's the one who's getting prosecuted right now by the current government and might end up being in prison come election time. And he's Hitler. Exactly. (laughs) Just so you know. Oh, man. Okay, so I want... Everything the left fears they're doing. The, uh... Well... They fear. That's in air quotes. You can't hear that on the radio. But it's called projection. It's projection. Um, We let off with this saying that it looks to me like the Democrats are actually getting worried that Trump could, in fact, be the nominee because I'm really starting to see the Trump is Hitler speak coming back. I didn't see that for a little while. And now I'm starting to see the Trump is Hitler. And it's also great cover for them because now you got these whole these pro Hamas people out there that are more left-wing, you know, the people who like want the Jews to be exterminated (laughs) basically. And so now you're ratcheting up the Trump as Hitler rhetoric to make sure that everyone remembers that the right wing, the Republican party are the Hitlers, not the ones who want to kill Jews. (laughs) Keep that in mind. Okay. I know it can be confusing, but we got a a chart for you to look at sometime. (laughs) All right. The other, and the, you can't make this kind of stuff up, man. <laughs> I start, it's not funny, but I start laughing because what else can you do? But like, you look at this and you're like, imagine you come, you like, you start talking to somebody who knows nothing, mm-hmm. you know, like this is just a, it's a brand new baby who grew up on an Island sheltered, never watched the news, has no idea. And you're explaining these two presidential candidates or you, I'm sorry, you're these groups of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're just trying to explain the situation. And you're so you tell them about the Holocaust, you know, and Hitler stuff. And then you tell them about Hamas and all that. And then you say that the people who support 
Hamas and Palestine killing Jews. Yeah. Are the people that say that this other guy and this other group are more like Hitler than, yeah. than they are. Well, if you want to fight Hitler, it's like, then you're on the side of people who want to kill Jews. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple, folks. Okay? It's not hard <laughs> at all. Oh, God. Speaking of, uh, by the way, side note, I was talking to Lacey last night. Who's that? My, my wife. Oh. Yeah. Spoza. Okay. Yeah, me and Spoza. Um, I was talking to her and she, she was Spanish? like, she was like, so what's going on with this? Uh, what's going on with this Israel and Palestine thing? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, well, who's, who's winning? And I was like, well, probably technically, probably Israel, like militarily, you know, I don't know. Define winning. Yeah. And so I said that she's like, well, okay, who's in the wrong? Like, who should I be mad at here? And I was like, well, <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> It's complicated. And she's like, well, who's, uh, whose land is it that people are upset about? And I was like, well, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> you know, it depends on what year you want to start in. And we talked for like half an hour about this and we never got through the explaining of like whose fault this is <laughs> because it's a very complicated situation. You know, that's mm. what we've been saying since this whole thing broke out. Like, and she's mad at you. Yeah. She's like, you always say it's too complicated. <laughs> and I was like, it is. I can't just tell it's, you who's at fault. Who should we be right mad now. at? Well, who, honey, it's me. What's funny, is, <laughs> what's funny is that's what she was asking. And so she was really asking, like, who should I be mad at in this thing? You. And it ended up just being me. Yeah. 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 The, all the guys out there know what, what I'm talking about. What a classic. Yeah. What a classic. <laughs> Okay, uh, speaking classic of... Classic story. If you call people... Classic vermin, personal story. Oh, I love personal which stories. Which is what people tune into the show for. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here, is to hear your personal stories. Yeah. Uh, if you call people like things like vermin, then that is just like what Hitler did uh, with, with the Jews. Uh, not if you call them deplorables. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Uh, not mm -hmm. if you care them a, call them a MAGA extremist domestic terrorist not if you put like parents who are going to school board meetings because they're mad about their kids seeing porn or something you know like you could put you can call them terrorists if you're if you're in the government and that's fine although what do we do the terrorists like our government notoriously what do we do the terrorists we create more of them but uh, no sorry we kill them and then we create more later on and so that's all fine but if you call people marxists unnamed then that means that you're just like hitler I wanted to bring up the fact that there are other people who have called other people names throughout history. And it wasn't just Hitler. Like Hitler wasn't the only person to ever call people names, other groups of people. And so I wonder why they wouldn't go to someone like uh, comparing Trump to Vladimir Lenin instead, because he's also had choice words for groups of people, namely the, uh, the Kulaks. Like uh, the uprising of the five Kulak districts should be mercilessly suppressed, hang with hang without fail, so the people see no fewer than 100 kulaks, rich men, bloodsuckers, do it in such a way that for hundreds of verse kilometers around, the people will see, I don't know if from hundreds of kilometers you could see people hanging, but I guess you spread them out. How many people hanging per kilometer hang enough? would you need for people to be able to see that? I don't know. It's a thing. Um, the people will see, tremble, no, shout, they are strangling, the will... And will strangle to death the bloodsucker kulaks. Okay, so there's you calling a group of people 
you know, capitalists, people who farmers, own, <laughs> farmers, people who grow food <laughs> and have a cow, you know, bloodsuckers. I got an idea. <laughs> I got an idea. Why don't we just hang all the chefs mm -hmm. <laughs> and farmers in the, in, in the village? You know, that whole saying, you don't hang the hand that feeds. <laughs> well, that came around after this whole thing yeah, happened. Exactly. You know? Uh, I was reading this thing where they were actually comparing things that Hitler said about groups of people and things that Lenin said. Uh, so they were talking about passages from the writings of Hitler and Lenin appear to the right, convey, so they're over to the right on the screen, conveying the metaphors of a parasite or bloodsucker attacking and threatening to consume and destroy the body politic. Hitler identifies Jews as the parasite and the body of peoples, stating that Jews are a people under whose parasitism the whole of honest humanity is suffering while Lenin called the uh, bureaucracy a parasite on the body of society and the state a parasitic organism. Of course, it needed to be a Marxist state for the, for the people, not just like an elected government or not even just the government they had right then. Hitler calls the Jew a true bloodsucker that attaches itself to the body of the unhappy people, while Lenin claims that the kulaks are leeches who have sucked the blood of the working people Hitler uses the image of a spider sucking the blood out of peoples, whereas Lenin says that the spiders have, quote, grown fat at the, expensive, at the expense of peasants. It says expensive, but that's not proper. Interesting. And so one, you have a Marxist saying these things about capitalists and, uh, and other people, like people who have a cow. And uh, then you have one saying it about a about a group of people, the Jews. And of course, in today's day and age, making a reference to like an evil Marxist person that doesn't work as well. Plus when you're talking to a bunch of Marxists, you know, he didn't want to do that. And plus he's talking about getting rid of Marxists. And so therefore we went down the line right there. That ends up with him being uh, Hitler. That's, I did the math on that one. Mm -hmm. And that's what it comes out to be. Yep. Two plus so, two equals Hitler. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so we're back to that that's where we mm -hmm. were in 2016 and in 2020 but exactly that we have arrived at the time of 2 plus 2 equals Hitler Congrats. that's all you need to know we made it 2024 is going to be a really fun year it's going to be great are you ready to go yeah I'm, re I'm ready to go. hey there's a new website by the way oh launching it's launched it's launched it's available the home page is probably going to be different eventually and I got to change the news page too but um the because uh, I'm working on some of the mobile stuff, but GoodMorningLiberty.us now has things on it, and if you wanted to see things that had to do with this podcast, like where you can get merch, you can go to GodHatesFeds.com. Still, that's fine, but it points you to GoodMorningLiberty.us/slash/merch or something like that. If you want to sign up for the Fed Haters Club, you can still go to JoinGML.com, but that points you to GoodMorningLiberty.us/slash. Fed Haters Club, and uh, you can sign up for as little as six bucks a month. And we're putting. Can you uh, still go to BernieLies.com? Because that I, guy still lies. That uh, that actually good point. That one might be pointing to a to a link that no longer exists. So I need to check on that. Mm. Yeah, good uh, good idea there. I need but by to the check time you listen to this, by the time you hear this, I will do it while I'm uploading this podcast. Nate I'll fix is going to look at the pointers. Mm -hmm. and He's a very good pointer looker. If you're a young aspiring writer out there who's who doesn't suck, then send me your things and we will do you the service of publishing publishing your articles on our site. 
Mm. for people to read. Okay. And we're going to post them out to our social media channels and people will read your words and you will take part in saving the world like we do every single day of the week. Or, or don't do any of that. Yeah. You could not do it too. That's way easier. Don't go visit the new website. Don't get any merch. Don't join the Fed Haters Club. Don't send any articles. Don't share the show. Don't. Doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter to us because we're. I don't care if there's zero people or a million people following this show. Nate and I are going to get up every single day of the week when we want to and fight mm-hmm. for liberty. By the way, on the merch store, if you use the promo code New Site Twenty Five, which looks like Newsite. New site, 25 on an order, $50 or more, you get 25% off the order mm. and free shipping. Mm. Okay. There's free shipping on everything on there. Yeah. We're basically giving this stuff away for or, profit. Or don't. Or don't do that. Whichever yeah. one. That's what I, yeah. Because <laughs> we're all about freedom and liberty here. So yeah. I don't want to force anybody to do anything, you know? Um, and if you don't sign up, then you obviously you don't care about liberty. If you don't there buy you go. a t-shirt, mm-hmm. you obviously don't care about liberty, which is fine. You're you free don't to, have to. You're you, free to make that decision. You can put a swastika in your handle if you want to, or you could go buy a t-shirt, <laughs> you know? Okay, we did it. We made it to 46 minutes. Let's go. All right. <laughs> if you do or don't do those things, we'll be back again tomorrow, regardless of whatever it is that you do, because we're not in control of you. But Nate, It'll be here every single day of the week because mm-hmm. that's how much he actually cares about real liberty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's the only liberty fighter I know of. Keeps me going on the dark days. Yeah. I have to. Days that's I, my liberty. My liberty is that I do it because I have to. Days I feel like giving up <laughs> where there is no tree of tyrants from which the liberty blood can cut like a double-edged sword Yeah, through the roots if it's a tyrant tree, I think we should just just cut its roots That's out. That's why we have the double-edged yeah. sword. <laughs> well, until then, <laughs> hope y'all have a good or bad day and a good or bad morning liberty.